This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hello and good day, San Jose, and welcome to the Stick Hungry Podcast, your home of the San Jose Sharks on the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Dylan Kayser, and I am riding solo this week. That's right, former San Jose Shark Kyle McLaren couldn't make it this week. He's got a busy weekend going on, and producer T is still MIA. Not too sure where that guy is. I actually just got off the phone right now before recording with the local dairy company. That's right. I sent them a picture of this guy's face. So they're going to start slapping it on milk cartons around town. And hopefully we can hunt this guy down and bring him back in the studio to give you guys some great content. But nonetheless... Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Stick Hungry Podcast. You can follow myself on Twitter at DYL underscore THPN. You can follow the show, the Stick Hungry Podcast, at Stick Hungry Pod. I'm sure most of you follow the podcast already, but give it a follow if you aren't already. And you can also follow the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet. We have some amazing giveaways going on. Content is starting to ramp up again. As you all know, we have a podcast for every NHL team. So if you like another team, you know, other than the San Jose Sharks, there's something for you. And also, we have other great content such as Tales with TR with former Montreal Canadian Terry Ryan. That guy's a character. I highly suggest that podcast to anybody that likes storytelling uh, with some comedic value. It's a great listen. We also have some other shows, Hockey to Heroin with Brady Leavold, uh, talking about addiction and mental health within hockey. And he brings on some amazing guests. Um, you know, he's had Doug Gilmore on the show. He just, on his last episode, I believe, had Riley Cote. Might be two episodes ago. He, he, he brings on so many. Sometimes it's hard to keep track, but that's a great podcast to listen to as well. We also have the House of Hockey, uh, which is a great lifestyle podcast, and the Fourth Line Voice, which is a fighting enforcer-based podcast, also with great guests all the time. Uh, some people you might not have heard of. You know, he brings on a lot of guys from the ECHL, the AHL, the IHLs, all the HLs, not quite the NHL. He brings up some former NHLers, but it's mostly bruisers, and that's a great listen as well. Again, thank you for joining me on this episode of the Stick Hungry Podcast. We really appreciate you guys sticking around, especially through these tough times uh, with COVID-19. I know, you know, at the start of this whole COVID-19 thing, I know we joked a little bit on this podcast, but it's really no laughing matter. I mean, things are getting worse and worse. I live up in Canada, Vancouver Island. Uh, So things have kind of settled down here, but I know other places around the continent and in the States, uh, you know, there's that second wave coming and and the numbers keep rising. So I hope everybody that's listening is being safe, uh, you know, practicing social distancing, all all that crap. I mean, you guys have heard it all. Um, I just hope you guys are all staying safe and, you know, thanks for joining us on the podcast this week. A few things about the podcast. We have some we have some interesting things going on. Uh, we actually have some new designs on our merch store. Uh, we, we threw up a couple in the last two weeks. I hope you guys would check that out. Uh, what for apparel slash the, the Stick Hungry podcast. I have a link up on our Twitter page, so check that out. 
and we actually have a contest going with our merch. The next 20 purchases from the Stick Hungry Podcast store will get entered to win a signed Evander Kane puck. How about that? That's uh, that's quite the add to your collection. You're going to want to get in on that. All the items are fair priced. You know, they're 20 to $30, depending if you want just a t-shirt or a hoodie. But we got something for everybody. Um, and, and, you know, we're doing more on Patreon as well. So what I decided to do this last week to get some more people involved with the show and to get more voices out there talking about the San Jose Sharks, I figured I'd do a new segment. Now, you won't hear this segment on the podcast itself. What I've decided to do is everybody that becomes a Patreon with the Hockey Podcast Network will get the option to sit down with me and have a chat about the San Jose Sharks hockey or just life in general and we'll post that on the patreon page and i'll also post the stream on youtube so everybody can listen in and hear everybody's opinion so folks make sure you check out patreon the hockey podcast network if you want to get your voice heard and also help support the show so a lot has gone down in the last two three weeks uh You know, the Hockey Hall of Fame announced their inductees, which we really, I don't think we've gotten into on this show yet. The draft lottery went down. I know we haven't talked about that since our last podcast. And, you know, being in the bottom three, bottom five of the league, you would hope that we have our first round pick. But, you know, all you regular listeners know, we've been ragging on this topic for for so long and it finally happened the draft lottery went down and you know what I think we came out on top our pick went third overall but it could have been a lot worse uh the Ottawa Senators could be in that number one slot with the San Jose Sharks first round pick but it didn't happen so you know what I'm gonna chalk that up as a win and in a season of losses which has been the 2019-2020 season, I'm going to call that a win for us. It's not much, but it's something. And man, that draft lottery caused a lot of controversy. Obviously, you all know the first overall pick is going to a placeholder team. So a team that loses in the qualifying round, or all the teams that lose in the qualifying round, will get entered into another draft lottery to decide who gets that first overall pick. Now, there's some teams, I mean, if there's an upset, let's say somehow the Montreal Canadiens upset the Pittsburgh Penguins and they get that first overall pick, there's going to be a lot of angry people. More angry people than there already are about this draft lottery. I mean, there, there's a lot of pretty good teams in that qualifying round that could get upset and end up with that first overall pick. Because let's be honest, These are different times. I mean, we just came off an offseason, essentially. Guys haven't played hockey in two, three, maybe four months, five months for guys that have been injured uh, just before this COVID-19 breakout. So I can't you can't really expect teams to be in midseason form coming into this qualifying round. So really, it's whoever's best prepared and whoever goes on a hot streak. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. I just mentioned the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, play-in series, and they got Carey Price. I've looked at the Canadiens roster, I'll be honest. I'm not a fan. I don't think that they're a great team. Um, Their defense is is pretty good, but looking at their forward group, I don't know if they can get it done. But again, the only big factor in this series is Carey Price, and he can win you two, three games. If this guy gets hot, he's still the best goaltender in the league, in my opinion. 
Now, some might argue that point, but in my opinion, he's played on a lackluster team. So there's only so much he can do. There's there's some other series where there could be some potential upsets. I'm actually going to get into it a little bit later this episode. I, I tweeted out before recording um, you know, to all our fans to see if there are any topics that you guys wanted us to dive into. And someone mentioned we want to hear your predictions for the qualifying rounds. So I will get into that momentarily. And, and honestly, thank you to everybody who contributes on Twitter. Uh, to all the different posts we have, you know, either related to the podcast or not, it really helps us out. And it helps me out, especially this week, going solo. It's not the easiest thing to go solo on a podcast. You know, I'm used to at least having one co-host most of the time two co-hosts but every once in a while I gotta step in and do it solo and I don't mind because you know what I want to give our fans great content I want to give you fans something to listen to I know some of you are still stuck at home and that really sucks so hopefully this helps you through the next 30 to 45 minutes however long I can keep this going um (laughs) last night was a shit show for me uh I'll be quite honest what we do every two weeks on the Hockey Podcast Network is have an after-hours show. Now, this after-hours show is available on Patreon in podcast form, but you can also check it out on our Facebook page at the Hockey Podcast Network to see the video version. Essentially what it is, is we log on at about 7.30, 8 o'clock Pacific time, and we send out the invite to all the different hosts on the Hockey Podcast Network. We all jump on and have a big bullshit sesh, essentially, and we slam some Pink Whitney, we slam some beers, and it gets sloppy by hour two or three. And that's right, we went for three hours, over three hours this week, actually. But it's, it's a great time. Honestly, we had... You know, hosts from the New York Rangers to the LA Kings. Um, and we had about 10, 12 people on at once. At, at a certain point, you know, there's there's too many people, I think. And things got a little uh, a little muddled with five people trying to jump in on, on some hot topics. But you know what? It's a great listen. Uh, you get to hear perspectives from other people around the league, other podcasters. So I highly suggest listening to that or watching it on our Facebook page at the Hockey Podcast Network or signing up for just $1 on Patreon. You can get access to the podcast version plus a lot more great content from the Hockey Podcast Network. All right, so let's get back into some hockey talk here. Um, You know, I want to talk about the Hockey Hall of Fame inductions a a little bit because there was a uh, San Jose flavor in there with Doug Wilson being inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame, which was a a bit of a surprise to a lot of people. I mean, Doug Wilson has been eligible for quite a while now, and he had a great career. He honestly did. Uh, You know, played defense for, you know, over 15 seasons in the NHL, ended up putting up 827 points in 1,024 games. You know, just looking at his stat line here quickly, um, you know, 81-82 for the Chicago Blackhawks. This guy put up 85 points, 39 goals as a defenseman. So, you know what? He was a great player in his own rights, but I think, honestly, looking at the class here, I think... Now, I I don't think this is right because I think this is purely judged on him as a player. But I think him being general manager of the San Jose Sharks 
and the success that he's had with the Sharks team over the last 10 years, I think that influenced a lot of votes here because there are some other great players on the list that didn't get inducted. Now, I'm not saying I don't think Doug Wilson should be in the Hockey Hall of Fame because he's a great player, but I just want to highlight a few players that still haven't been inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Alexander McGillney. Uh, I really think this guy deserves a spot, and I think I really think Alexander McGillney should be celebrated more than he is. You know, the, if you're not familiar with the story, Alexander McGillney defected from the USSR to come play for the New Jersey Devils, to come play North American hockey, and to live, you know, essentially a North American life. Um, you know, it's uh, it, it was a different place under the USSR rule compared to what Russia is now playing hockey in Russia. I know we all hear the stories on spit and chiclets and whatnot, but you can make a great living over there and you can have a good life. Back then, it wasn't quite the same situation. Alexander McGillney was a top-end player. He was a top-five player while he was in the league. Uh, you know, playing for the Buffalo Sabres, the Vancouver Canucks, he put up some amazing points. I think that guy really needs to be recognized and put into the Hockey Hall of Fame at a certain point. There's a couple other guys. Theo Fleury is another one. And, uh, you know, with his Stanley Cup, he he battled addiction issues throughout his career, and he's highlighted that in his book. And, you know, it's really helped keep him relevant uh, in the hockey hemisphere, uh, going around speaking about his his addiction issues, and you know what he went through as a player. There's some other stuff that I, I'm not going to dive into with uh, with Theo Fleury, but he's a pretty inspiring guy. I think uh, for people that follow him on Twitter, you know he's pretty outspoken uh, politically. So whether or not you agree with his politics, I I still think he's a pretty inspirational player as far as hockey goes and i think he deserves a spot in the hockey hall of fame and another guy that hasn't been inducted daniel alfredson uh some people have debated this one pretty pretty hard but i think he deserves a spot eventually um uh, maybe this just wasn't the year maybe it takes a few years for daniel alfredson to finally get inducted in the hockey hall of fame but nonetheless he was a great player in his own rights so i'll just quickly run down the players that were uh, listed into the Hockey Hall of Fame if you didn't tune in. Uh, Jerome McGinley, I think that one's a no-brainer. I mean, that guy was a superstar. He could do it all. He could score goals. He could dish the puck. He would get in fights. He would throw up big hits. And he was a big leader for the Calgary Flames. Um, and, and just a class act, honestly. A, a good ambassador for the game for many, many years. I think everybody can agree that Jerome McGinley is a star and he deserves to be in the Hockey Hall of Fame. The next one was Marion Hossa, another guy. I mean, he's had quite the career. Very consistent player. It was kind of strange how he ended off um, his playing career with the whole... Uh, what was it? It was like an allergy to his to his equipment or something. He couldn't wear the gear after being, you know, after he sweated on the gear. I, I don't know. It was it was an odd situation. But Marion Hosa had an incredible hockey career. Uh, Kevin Lowe, uh, Kim St. Pierre, and then obviously Doug Wilson uh, top off that list. And also Ken Holland uh, was inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame as a builder. Obviously, all those Stanley Cup championships. With the Detroit Red Wings, I mean, I don't know how you could overlook that. So, you know what? I'm not going to disagree with anybody on the list. Kevin Lowe, you know, 
I, I'm not too sure. I mean, maybe eventually he deserves to get in, but that's one that's kind of on the edge for me. But either way, I think it was a pretty good class uh, for the Hockey Hall of Fame this year. Now, an unfortunate thing about the Hockey Hall of Fame this year, because of this whole COVID-19 thing, I don't think they get the proper you know ceremony that they would typically get. I'm hoping, since it's the Hockey Hall of Fame, you know it's not really time-sensitive. I'm hoping that they postpone everything and maybe in November, December, they can all get down and do the proper introductions. You know, when guys get up and give their speech about their career and, you know, everybody that helped them along the way. I think that's a big part of the Hockey Hall of Fame, just hearing those stories and how those guys overcame adversity, how those guys, you know, performed on a daily basis over years and years because that's the only way you get in the Hockey Hall of Fame is if you're a consistent player and you can play, you know, at a top-end level for a decade or more in the NHL. So hopefully they can get their proper dues and uh, and get a chance to get in front of everybody and get the time that they deserve. So that's that for the Hockey Hall of Fame. If you have anything more, any opinions that you don't agree with me on, send me a tweet. Send me it at DYL underscore THPN or the podcast at Stick Hungry Pod. I want to hear everybody's opinion on this matter. All right, so what are we going to get into next? You know what? We're going to get into Twitter a little bit. I sent out a tweet earlier today asking everybody for their opinions on uh, on questions that they had for the podcast or or topics in general that people wanted us to talk about, you know I got a I got a lot of reaction. Um, you know everybody on Twitter is just amazing. Everybody listening, if you're following the page on Twitter, you're fucking amazing because you give us so much to talk about. So we're gonna we're gonna start off with this one. So this is from at here for hockey. That's with the number four at here for underscore hockey. Sorry. Um, they want to know, does anyone think next season we will be attending games in person? Now, that's a tough one because I think to start off the season, whenever that may be, it's looking kind of like a December start for the 2020-2021 season. It's going to be tough to have full arenas. I think they're still going to be placing uh, social distancing measures in the arenas. You know, you might have an empty row or an empty couple seats next to you. Seats might be staggered. Uh, so, you know, I think the, the building capacity is probably going to be at like 30% if if we're lucky. I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see how that goes down. And that's a great question. Um, you know, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to change a lot of things. And really, that's best case scenario, I think. Because going into December, we're hoping, we're hoping like hell that we can get this thing under control. But as we've seen in the, in the last four months, it's easier said than done, and the numbers keep rising. So, you know what? Here for hockey, I'm going to say hopefully by the end of next season, things are back to normal. We can have a bump in Shark Tank at the SAP Center, and we can get the, the, the great atmosphere that's involved with the live hockey game because that's really what it's about, too, when you're buying your ticket. Yes, you're watching your favorite players play the game that you love, but it's also about that atmosphere. And everybody listening, everybody that's a San Jose Sharks fan knows the SAP Center has a great atmosphere. That place gets bumping. So hopefully we can get things back to normal there. Uh, Nick Floor, Mr. Nick Floor, you can follow him at Nick 
underscore floor 94. I think that guy's starting a podcast soon, actually. Uh, Nick, if you're listening, tweet us the podcast that you got coming out. He's been a regular on this show. He's been listening since the start of the Stick Hungry podcast. Huge contributor. We've actually had him on the show once or twice. This guy has great hockey opinions, and he wants to know Brock Besser to San Jose. Could it happen? He says, I need honest opinions here, fellas. Yes or no, and why? So you know what? If I was a betting man, Nick, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say that the Vancouver Canucks hold on to Brock Besser. Now, these rumors, and, and you might be wondering why Nick is asking this. There's been rumors swirling around the Vancouver Canucks market, and let's be honest, the entire NHL now, that the Vancouver Canucks and Jim Benning, the general, general manager, are shopping Brock Besser. Now, I think the reason why these rumors have come out is because of the cap situation for the Vancouver Canucks. Looking ahead for them, they got guys like Quinn Hughes, who is just a, an absolute stud defenseman. They got Elias Patterson, the, the great Swede, coming up that, that are going to require big contracts. And this team is strapped for cash, uh, or strapped for cap space, rather. I think the Vancouver Canucks got enough cash going around uh, you know, if there's no cap involved, I think they wouldn't have a problem here. But the reason I say that it's not going to happen is I think that they actually hold on to Brock Besser. And I say that because there's some other guys on that Vancouver Canucks team that you get rid of before you get rid of Brock Besser. I'm talking Louis Erickson. Now, I know Louis Erickson would be really tough to move, so maybe that's not an option. But there's some other guys on that roster that you can move. Brandon Sutter. Brandon Sutter, you can maybe get him out. Maybe the Vancouver Canucks have to give up some sort of draft pick or maybe a prospect to get rid of a Brandon Sutter contract. But you know what? I think that's worth it if it means keeping a Brock Besser on the Vancouver Canucks uh, as far as they're concerned. You know, Anton Roussel, Jay Beagle, those are two fourth, third-line guys that are getting over $3 million a season. I say you get rid of those two guys before you get rid of a Brock Besser. And the other thing, too, let's be honest. If the Vancouver Canucks are giving up Brock Besser, what are we going to send back? Now, we have some good players. We have some prospects that we could ship the other way. But at the end of the day, the Vancouver Canucks are doing this because of cap issues. And if you look at the San Jose Sharks, we have cap issues. We're kind of in the same boat as the Vancouver Canucks, although we're at the bottom of the league, which is unfortunate. But the Vancouver Canucks, I think for whatever we were able to give the Canucks, whether it be, you know, a Ryan Merkley or, or another young player and maybe a defenseman, I still think that they want more cap going to the San Jose Sharks, and we can't afford that. We're, we're so tied up. We got big money in Eric Carlson, Brent Burns, Logan Couture, uh, Thomas Hurdle. I, I don't think we can stomach it. So Nick Floor, I'm going to say the Brock Besser to San Jose Sharks doesn't happen. And honestly, at the end of the day, I'm going to say Brock Besser. If, I, if I'm going to put 50 bucks down on this one, I'm going to say Brock Besser is still a Vancouver Canuck going into the 2020-2021 season. Um, so let's move on to the next one. Shark City, uh, another guy who contributes a lot on Twitter uh, to our Stick Hungry Podcast Twitter account. He wants to know what our qualifying round predictions are. Now, a few weeks back, we had Nick Floor on. We had Solomon Strader. We had, you know, Kyle and, and Producer T on the show. And we all kind of went down every series. We broke it down. 
and and we gave our prediction. So you know what? I'm I'll, I'll do you this. I'll do you this solid. I said we would talk about it on the podcast if you tweeted us. So I'll talk about some of the qualifying rounds and just give a quick prediction here. Uh, we'll start off in the West, looking at the Calgary Flames and Winnipeg Jets. Now this is coming off the news that Travis Hamnick for the Calgary Flames has actually opted out of the qualifying series. Uh, you know, some guys just aren't comfortable coming back in that setting and playing, you know, with COVID-19 still swirling around. The Western teams will be playing in Edmonton, which is the hub city. Um, so looking at this series, the Winnipeg Jets and Calgary Flames, I'm going to give the slight edge to the Winnipeg Jets. And it's not necessarily because Travis Hamannick opted out. But you know what? That it, That is a small factor. Travis Hamannick is a good defenseman. I think he's a... He's a top four defenseman, probably a second pairing guy, if I'm being quite honest, but he is a pretty good player. And I think the Winnipeg Jets just have something, you know, they have Connor Hellebuck, who's a hell of a a goaltender, sorry. Um, You know, this guy is probably going to win the Vezina this season for the best goaltender in the NHL. I think he can steal a series, so I'm going to go with the Winnipeg Jets for that one. Next up is the Edmonton Oilers, Chicago Blackhawks. I'm going to give this one to the Oilers. There's a lot of star power in this series. Taves, Kane, Dreisaitl, McDavid. I mean, what what more do you need to see there? I mean, that's worth that's worth watching on TV. I think if that series is on, I think I'll probably choose that one. Um, you know, there's going to be plenty of games going on at the same time. I think I'll be watching the Oilers and Blackhawks, but I'm going to give the edge to the Oilers. They're just a younger team. I don't think this is the same Oilers team that we saw five years ago or four years ago when they made the playoffs and kind of got smacked around a little bit. The guys are a little bit older. I think their defense is a little bit better. So I'm going to give the edge to the Edmonton Oilers on this one. Next up is the Vancouver Canucks and Minnesota Wild. Now, I've had some heated debates with my good friend Isha Jerome from the Soda Pod, the Minnesota Wild podcast, about this one, but I'm still going to give the edge to the Vancouver Canucks. I just think they got that factor. They got the young guys who can really pick it up. They can score goals. They're great on the power play. But the big factor here is goaltending. And it comes down to goaltending a lot in these playoff series. But I think Jacob Markstrom, I honestly think, you guys might laugh at me here, I think Jacob Markstrom is a top five goaltender in this league. I think he's criminally underrated as a goaltender in the NHL. Now, the Minnesota Wild, they're they're an underrated team too. I think everyone kind of wrote them off at the start of the season, and I was probably one of them, but they have a pretty good roster. They have a great defense, so I think this is going to be a pretty tight series, but I'm going to give the edge to the Vancouver Canucks. Now, going over to the East, the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Columbus Blue Jackets. Now, being in Canada and not being in Ontario, I'm not sure if you American fans know this, but it's kind of, you know, you, you got to hate on the Toronto Maple Leafs if you're not in that bubble. Toronto, you know, the, the center of the universe as far as, uh, as, far as Ontario is concerned. So I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to lean towards the Columbus Blue Jackets, and not because of that reason. Uh, I think the Toronto Maple Leafs have a lot of talent. So they have some, some great forwards, uh, John Tavares, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner. I mean, you can't get much better than that. But what it comes down to is discipline. And I think especially coming in after being off for two, three, four months, I think discipline is a huge factor for every series in this qualifying round. And with John Tortorella at the as head coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets, I think they have that. And I think 
I think they play the right game. I really do. They're going to be tough to play against, and I think they actually match up fairly well against the Toronto Maple Leafs. So I'm going to give it to the Columbus Blue Jackets. And then moving over, the New York Rangers and Carolina Hurricanes. I'll give this one to the Carolina Hurricanes. Honestly, folks, go look up the Carolina Hurricanes defense roster. Look up their team. Look at their defense roster, and you will be amazed. Um, You know, I I was just taking a peek the other day, and, and I couldn't believe it. I mean, probably one of the best defense cores in the league right now, and I'm not even joking about that. The Rangers are a young, up-and-coming team, and they can do some damage, but if I'm going to put some money down on it, I'm going to go with the Carolina Hurricanes because I think they can actually do some damage uh, not only in the qualifying round moving forward, but I think also moving forward into the first, second, third rounds of the actual playoffs. So that's that for the questions on Twitter. Uh, I actually tweeted out... um, you know, something else. And I've got some interesting responses. Uh, The tweet was essentially say the San Jose Sharks come into next season with the exact same roster. Where do you see this team ending up now? You know, our fan base is fairly optimistic and I was expecting a lot of people to say, you know what, we're going to make the playoffs. We're going to make a push. We're going to be a really competitive team. But I didn't quite get that. I'll be quite honest. I didn't quite get that. There's a lot of people stepping in saying, you know, we'd be lucky if we got a wild card spot. There's some people saying we'd still be in the bottom five. Um, you know, injuries have a lot to do with it, and it, and it affected us a lot this season. Um, so that's interesting to see. Uh, you know, for anybody listening who hasn't seen the tweet, go on there, contribute. I want to hear your thoughts on this. For myself, I mean, going into next season – I don't think we're going to be as bad as we were this year. Now, we just, from the start, things didn't go well. For whatever reason, the San Jose Sharks didn't have a good start to this season. Uh, We brought on Eric Carlson. I mean, he's a great defenseman. I know we like to rag on Carlson a lot, but he's still a world-class defenseman. I think he was a bit off this season. And, of course, near the end, uh, he broke his his thumb, I believe, or his finger. Um... You know, our, our defense just didn't play well all year. It really didn't. And then we lost Brendan Dillon about halfway through the season to the Washington Capitals uh, for some draft picks. Not a terrible trade. I mean, we got value back for that trade and getting rid of Brendan Dillon. But, man, we, we'd really like to see a guy like that on our roster. And let's be honest, it's hard to replace a guy like that. A guy who's 6'4", who's defensively sound can throw it hits you know he'll, he'll get into scrap every once in a while um you know tough to replace I know we still have guys like Brent Burns uh Carlson Vlasic but all three of those guys didn't have great seasons so going into next year if those guys can just step it up a notch and even have you know average seasons as far as they're concerned and as far as you know, defensive play goes. I think we have a lot better shot. Another huge factor is Martin Jones. He obviously didn't have a great year this year. Now, I don't think he played to his abilities. Obviously not. I think he's an average goaltender. I'll be quite honest. I wouldn't put him in the top 10. I wouldn't put him in the top 15. But if he can just play his game to where he was a couple years ago, I think we have more of a chance. Our forward group is still pretty good. I mean, Evander Kane didn't have a bad season. Uh, Thomas Hurdle, obviously, you know, went to the All-Star game. And that guy, that, that, that guy's something else. I mean, we got Timo Meyer, who's also a young star coming up. Logan Couture, obviously the captain. 
you know, just looking at those few guys, I think that they can get it done offensively with the support from our back end who can still put up points. You know, I mentioned Brent Burns and Eric Carlson. If those guys can put up a 60-70 point season, I think that's really going to help out our, our forward group. And I think we might have a shot. Now, what I mean by shot is I think we have a shot at making the playoffs. And like some people have noted, I think we might just squeak into a wild card spot. Do I think we can do much more than that? I'm going to be quite honest with you guys. I don't think so. I, I don't see this team making a deep run right now. I feel like we're missing some pieces. But that being said, and I know this tweet, uh, this the tweet was if the, if the San Jose Sharks came into next season with the exact same roster, what would happen? But I don't think that's going to happen. You know, we've seen in the past, Doug Wilson is not afraid to make big moves. And especially coming off a season like this, where we plummeted in the standings, we did not reach our potential at all. I think Doug Wilson is going to make some moves. We're going to see some changes to the San Jose Sharks roster, whether it be on the back end, whether it be adding another forward. You know, who knows? Maybe he does get Brock Besser. You prove me wrong, Doug Wilson. Go get Brock Besser, and we'll see what happens. But I think one of the biggest issues we got to tackle is the goaltending. And maybe Martin Jones comes out with a great season, and he has the potential to do that. But I think that is the glaring issue for the San Jose Sharks. Like I said, Doug Wilson, that guy's not afraid to make moves. That guy's not afraid to make moves after a great season. So coming off a poor season like this, I think that guy's guy's probably on the phone right now working out some sort of deal. He's trying to get something done, and I hope that we make some sort of trade to at least shake things up. It doesn't have to be a major trade, but I think we need to shake things up and uh, get some new bodies in that locker room and come into next season with a fresh mindset. That's that's the biggest factor for me, and you know I, I have faith in Doug Wilson. I think everybody uh, that's a fan of the San Jose Sharks has faith in Doug Wilson because he's he's proven that he's a winner. I know we don't have a Stanley Cup to show for it, but you look at the last ten years, we've put out a hell of a hell of a record over the last ten years, and I think we can get it done here. If we come out of next season and we're in the bottom five again, I think that'll signal a rebuild. Maybe a retool, but honestly, at the end of the day, guys, what are we looking to do here? What are we looking to do? Are we looking to squeak into the playoffs? Are we looking to make the playoffs and win one round? Or are we looking to make the playoffs and make a run for the Stanley Cup? Because if we're looking to make a run for the Stanley Cup, I think big things have to change. If we're looking to make a big run... I don't know if we can necessarily do it with this core. And what I mean by that is some of the older guys, guys like Brent Burns, I mean, he is getting up there in age. Guys like Mark Edward Vlasic, I don't know if those are the guys that are going to get it done for us. So maybe you do look at trading some of those guys at the end of next year if things don't go well again. Because I'll be honest, I th- like I said before, I think Doug Wilson will make some moves this offseason to shake things up. But at the end of the day, I don't think he's going to tear it down after one bad season. I think they're going to hope that this was just a fluke bad year, that next year we can come back, at least put a competitive team on the ice, and squeak into the playoffs. That being said, though, you know, if we don't, I think two bad seasons in a row like that for the San Jose Sharks, I think you got to get ahead of it. I don't think you can try and try again 
um, you know, with the same roster and a losing record. I think you got to make some big moves if there's two bad seasons in a row. And guys like Brent Burns and Vlasic are two guys that I would target. All right, so I think I've rambled on about that enough. Um, you know, and I think this is kind of going to be the end of the episode here. Like I said, it's, it's not the easiest thing to go solo. Uh, you know, you feel like you're talking to yourself a lot. Hopefully we can get Kyle McLaren back on for the next episode. Actually, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure he'll be on for the next episode. Uh, and for all of our new fans uh, of the show, Kyle McLaren actually played for the San Jose Sharks and the Boston Bruins. One of the few guys to actually play with Joe Thornton on both team so you know he's got some great uh he's got some great opinions and I actually want to talk to him about a topic we didn't even bring up on this episode which was the CHL lawsuit that that Dan Carcillo uh brought up a few weeks ago because Kyle actually played in the WHL which is part of the CHL the Canadian Hockey League uh junior a junior system in Canada um what else do we got here? You know what? I just want to mention again, join us on Patreon. I want to do this segment. Like I'm not, I'm not just saying this to get money, to get donations on Patreon. I want to give the floor to fans to express their opinion, express their voice on a different platform because, you know, sometimes coming on our episode of the podcast, we have kind of an outline set up. We might not have a lot of time to talk to fans. You know, we, we do bring guys on, but sometimes it's for five, 10 minutes. If you want to sit down with me and talk for 20 minutes, if you want to sit down with me and talk for 45 minutes about the San Jose Sharks and what you think Doug Wilson can do and what you think this team will look like going into next season. Well, here's your shot. Here's your opportunity. Join us on Patreon the Hockey Podcast Network on Patreon. And, uh, you know, send me a message. I'll, I'll probably see you logging in or, or signing up for Patreon, rather. And I'll hit you up and say, hey, when do you want to do this? Let's chat sometime. I'm going to try and get a set date going, you know, either Wednesday or Thursday night, and we'll have a chat. And if we can get multiple people on at the same time, we'll do that too. You know, it's great to have fans interacting with each other, not only on Twitter, uh, but through this platform as well. And like I mentioned, we'll release the podcast version on Patreon. So all of our Patreons that donate a dollar a month or more can listen to the podcast version. And how we're going to do it is through Zoom. So what I'm going to do also is record the video version of our Zoom conference call of our bullshit session about the San Jose Sharks, hockey or life in general. And I'm going to post that to the YouTube page of the Hockey Podcast Network. All right, everybody. Thank you very much again for joining me on this episode. I know we're going through tough times. And like I said before, I hope you're all doing well. I hope you guys aren't going batshit crazy because it's, uh, you know, it's pretty easy to do that. But you know what? We've got content like this coming out on the Hockey Podcast Network. And if you only listen to this show, I highly suggest checking out some other content because we really do. I, I highlighted the other shows at the start of this episode and there's there's some great content guys we we bring on great guests on the hockey podcast network we're a growing company we're we're constantly 
uh, evolving and trying to do more and trying to push more content. We're working on video streaming. Every two weeks, we do the Hockey Podcast Network After Hours show, which is a lot of fun. It, it really is. It reaches a lot of people. We get a lot of people watching the live stream on Facebook, so I highly suggest that. And also, I highly suggest checking out our new merch store. There's some great, great t-shirts and hoodies up there. Uh, you know, they don't just have the logo of our show on them. We've made some, we made some custom designs on there. I guess uh, I, one of the designs is a shot at the Golden Knights. And actually, we have uh, a new host of the Golden Knights show, the Vegas Golden Knights, on the Hockey Podcast Network. Um, Andrew and Carlo, and we're actually going to bring them on in a couple weeks here. I know they're probably going to rip on us, guys. I know. And don't worry. Don't worry. I'll bring up Game 7. I, d I don't know how I couldn't bring it up. I'll bring it up, and I'll, I'll use that as ammunition. But they've got more ammunition right now since they're in the playoffs. But that should be a good time to chat with those guys. And we'll, we'll have a little rivalry going all season with them. So I'm really looking forward to that. So here's your homework. Patreon, sign up for Patreon. Send me a message if you want to have a chat about the San Jose Sharks. We'll get it done. We'll, we'll make a Patreon episode. We'll make a YouTube video. We'll get it going. And the merch store. Check out the merch store. If you see something you like, make an order. I'll see your name up there. And the first or the next 20 orders will automatically be entered to win the Evander Kane signed hockey puck. Like I said, hell of an addition to your collection. Hell of an episode, folks. I'll get Kyle McLaren and Producer T back in studio soon. Again, you can follow myself on Twitter if you want to interact with myself at DYL underscore THPN. That stands for the Hockey Podcast Network. I know I've said that like 50 times this episode. So here's 51, the Hockey Podcast Network. You can also follow the show, the Stick Hungry Podcast, at Stick Hungry Pod. We're constantly interacting with people. I know we have a lot of new followers on there. So if you're listening because of the Twitter page, we thank you. We want to hear your reviews. Make sure you go on iTunes. Give us five stars and leave a comment. Say something you like about the show. You know what? Say anything. Tell me what you had for breakfast this morning. Give me a rundown on your lunch. I don't care as long as you're reviewing the show. Honestly, guys, if you're a regular listener to the show... Please do that. And I'm really asking this as a favor because it really helps grow this show. It helps get us up there on the charts on iTunes. It helps get this in front of other San Jose Sharks fans' faces so they can check out the Stick Hungry podcast and they can potentially interact with you and talk about this great team. Again, thank you, everybody. We'll catch you next week on the Stick Hungry podcast. Stay healthy and stay safe.